Good morning, sisters. Today we are talking about what to do when you see the effects of trauma with a loved one. Grab your cup of coffee and come join in the conversation. Hey, sister. Welcome to the Rise Up Sister podcast. Come join us as we passionately talk the real talk about surviving domestic abuse, making sense of your past, and discovering the abundant life that God has waiting for you. Here's your host, Janae S. Fleming. Good morning. Good morning. We are on episode seven of the Rise Up Sister podcast. I am so incredibly blessed to be here this morning and to talk a little bit about what happens after you've, you've kind of gone through that, the trauma healing process and what to do when you see the effects of trauma, um, in someone that you love. And I will tell you that is, that is very difficult. (laughs) And it's a whole nother level of difficult because, um, for those of us who have battled some type of trauma or are battling some type of trauma, um, it's not an easy fight. It was not an easy decision. It wasn't easy to recognize it in ourselves and how the trauma affected us personally. Um, and then working through it and gaining strategies and having some release of that, of that bondage and then healing on the, on the other side of this messy healing process, you, naturally emerge with a different perspective, a larger perspective of what trauma really does to you and what it looks like. And when you have emerged on the other side of trauma and you're in the healing process, you then see things not only in a different perspective, but you also start to notice things in other people. And that's incredibly difficult. No matter if you're in the trauma on the other side of the trauma, when you start seeing the effects of trauma on people that you love and how they're behaving and how it changes their life and that they're not accessing joy and the abundance that God has given to all of us because of this trauma, it's, it's a feeling of hopelessness or helplessness, shall I say. So that feeling of helplessness kind of takes over because you're like, you know, because you've walked through the fire that you can't save people. They have to want to save themselves. They have to be the one that puts the first step forward, that takes the initiative to get help, to release it, to want something better. And we can't want something for somebody else and walk them through that. They have to see it and recognize it. They have to do the steps. They have to recognize it. They have to walk through the healing. They have to release, and then they will feel what you have, you have walked through as a, um, as, as a trauma victim, right? As somebody who's experienced a trauma and defeated the bondage of the enemy that they had, that he had on our lives and let God in and let his light in, So it's really hard to watch somebody that you love, whether it's a big thing or a little thing, it's hard to watch them be, be bound and be 
be in that trauma where you see it affecting their lives or, and, or affecting the, the relationships with other people that, you know, they, they may see their trauma. They may not see their trauma and they may actually see their trauma and not care to do anything about it. And believe me, I've experienced all of those scenarios with people in my life that I've loved and none of them are easier than the other. It's just as hard to see somebody who doesn't see their trauma as it is for somebody that sees it and doesn't want to do anything about it. Because no matter at the end of the day, you just want to take them and you want to shake them. You want to say, look, look at what you're experiencing. Do you see the effects of this trauma and this bondage in your life? Do you see how it's affecting your relationships with your family and your wife and your children and your friends and your community? Do you see it? And if you do see it, why don't you want to do anything about it? That is such a hard place to be in. You want to tell them there's help. There's a way to get through this, this trauma in your life, this time in your life where the wrong person has the control in your life, has control over you. So when I talk about this trauma today that I see in our loved ones, you know, the, the effects of this trauma can, can definitely differ in seriousness. So let me clarify really quickly what I'm talking about here. So of course, if we see trauma um, or abuse happening in someone's life, that that's traumatized and they're abusing other people. And I've seen this where the father was an alcoholic and now the son is an alcoholic. That's like that generational piece, right? And now that father is abusing his child and you see that somebody that you love and they're abusing their child. That's not what I'm talking about today. Although that is what I'm talking about today. If that makes any sense, we're not going to set aside and want to, and want to try to help somebody as our first priority, our first priority is safety. And we're going to, if we see something, we're going to say something, we're going to do something to help that child from abuse or the wife or whatever we may see that may have put somebody in danger or in safety. That is a, that is a more serious conversation. And it's not what I'm talking about today. So everyone should be safe emotionally and physically period, right? So the effects that I'm talking about today are the subtle ones, the ones that may be missed by most people, the ones where um, the walls are put up and they won't let anybody through. They have relationship issues because they can't trust somebody. Um, they have missed opportunities to build relationships. Um, this, this is the, the, the effects that cause your friend or your loved one, their health, their lack of joy, their lack of complete access to their life of abundance, that, that they don't laugh as much. Maybe they have depression or they have anxiety and you see that how it affects their life and that they're not fully experiencing the goodness. That's what I'm talking about today. When you, it could be, and I'm just going to throw some things out there that they're just not having fun in life. They're too serious. 
they can't re relax enough to have any fun. Everything's so heavy in their life. Maybe they're spending too much money and they don't, they, I mean, they're way in way big a debt. Maybe they're eating too much. Maybe they're into pornography. Maybe they're, you know, just can't meet new people or have the inability to really or desire to get out and have new experiences in life. Maybe they had, like I said earlier, they have issues with their mom or their dad, and now they're showing up in the relationships with their children. Maybe they're just, they're just, you're seeing the effects of drugs and alcohol on their life. And it's not hurting anybody, but themselves as far as safety goes. So you, when you know, in your heart of hearts, that this person can release the hold that the enemy has on them and that their entire lives can change. That's what's hard for people like us who are in a place of healing and just at peace with our past and what we've been through. So if you are listening to this right now and someone that you love or care about is coming to your mind, I have some ways this morning, some things for you to do that will, that may be able to help this person who has this unresolved trauma in their life. So the first thing that you could do is really just be a safe place for them. So maybe they have anxiety or they're depressed and they can barely get themselves out of bed every day. I mean, just literally getting up out of bed and going to brush your teeth or put on clothes and have a cup of coffee or even eat anything. It's just so much work. And you're just seeing it's hard to watch that with somebody that you care about. Just be a safe place for them. When they are around you, they don't feel judged that they are seen by you, that they feel love radiating from you. And ideally you will have the relationship with this per person that where you can gently and lovingly share your observations and offer to find them help or give them some advice or just listen to them. Sometimes it's not about giving advice and it's not about trying to help them. It's truly about just listening. And maybe eventually you'll come to that place where you can offer them help, but it's really just being a safe place for them at first and just listening to them. What do they have to say? What's on their mind? What's heavy on their heart? Because many times, most times I would even venture to say, that people who are dealing with some type of effects of trauma, I'm going to say all people <laughs> who are dealing with some kind of effects of trauma, do not see the truth. They see something that's the enemy is feeding them. They are not seeing their life or their situation through God's eyes, through God's filter, what the word says, what the truth is. They're seeing false false information, false feelings, false, everything around them. And so just being able to have that filter for that person and gently guiding them back to God's word. What does God say about this? Giving them some comfort. The next thing you can do is just be encouraging. So most people don't even realize when they're, when you're in that place of trauma, 
you don't even realize there's a way out. It seems so beyond where you are. It seems hopeless. Like you don't even see around the corner and they just need someone that's cheering them on somebody that's on their side, somebody that's in their corner, that's going to fight for them. That's going to love them through it. That's going to be there for them when they need, when they need something or just to be able to talk. So just be encouraging to these people, your loved one that you see. What's really important is this next one, and that's to set healthy boundaries. This is very important because there is a fine line between helping someone and enabling someone. You have to keep this at the forefront of your mind. We cannot help those who do not want to help themselves. We can listen, we can encourage, but at the end of the day, we have to make sure that those people are not crossing boundaries into your life. They are not changing who you are or how you think. You are not enabling them. You are not providing opportunities by helping them to make them worse. I was just talking to my mother the other day about an incident in my life that I, if I could turn back time, I would do differently. I'm glad it happened the way it happened because I wouldn't be where I am today, but I have been guilty of enabling. I have been guilty of trying to save someone that didn't really want to help themselves. That that saved them from a consequence from their for their actions from their trauma that maybe would have turned their life around but instead i made myself god in that situation and and stopped a consequence to have a lesser consequence if that makes sense i enabled this person so I did not set healthy boundaries. <laughs> I was not good at setting healthy boundaries. It is something new to me in the last 10 years or so, eight years, nine years or so. And that is something I had to learn. And I learned it the hard way. And I can, you know, what do they say? Like you can, you know, hindsight's 2020, right? When you learn, you do, when you learn better, you do better. And um, going forward, of course, if I ever came across another incident like that, I would certainly not handle it the same way that I, that I did, you know, several years ago. The next thing that you can do for a person that you love, that you see in their trauma and experiencing the effects of it is love them through it. You can set healthy boundaries and still love them. And that is something that's really difficult for some people to do. You, I mean, you can, they, you can know that what they're doing is not right, that you do not um, condone that, but you can still love them and be a safe person and just let them know, Hey, <laughs> I will never stop loving you. The last thing that people need when they're dealing with trauma is more trauma, right? They need to feel loved and cared for Now, whether or not they take advantage of that, or you, you know, don't, don't, adhere to your boundaries is another thing. You can love per a person from afar. They can know that they, that you love them even when they're doing something you don't agree with. Right. And so you're there and you're, 
you're a solid, you know, person who loves them that they can trust, but yet you have boundaries set around yourself and you can love them across those boundaries. The last thing that, um, that I wanted to share with you today is the most important one. There's not these other things. If you don't have this last one, and this is the one that truly hands this over. This is what, um, the process of handing it over to God. And that's praying for that person because only God can change that person. You can't, nobody can. There are people that can work, that God can work through to change a person and to get them out of that trauma. So they can see who God really is. They can see his greatness and his magnificence and his mercy and his grace. And they can see what, what life that they have, that he has waiting for them but he's the only one that can change them. So when we, in the process of prayer and we love this person so much, and it's so hard for us to listen and watch and see what they're doing or how it's impacting their life. And it may be something simple. Maybe it's just the fact that they can't connect with their wife because they have all these walls built up. And so we're going to pray through that pray and pray over them that they see the light that they see God's goodness that they have the desire to learn and to grow and to get through that that they begin finding ways to get out of the captivity and then we lay it at Jesus's feet and we continue to do that we continue to pray for them that is the most impactful thing that we can do for people that we love that we see are in the effects of trauma, 100%. So just to wrap it up today, God is the only one who can restore his people. Complete healing can only come through him. There is so much hurt in the world. Look at your family, look at your friends, look at your, your workplace, look at your community, look at all the trauma, look at all the effects of what people have gone through currently or in their past, and you see it, you can't miss it. Our responsibility as Christians, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, of the ultimate healer, is to share the gospel, share the good news, share the hope and love to one person or one loved one at a time. And I'm going to end today with Jeremiah 30, 17. And it says, for I will, will restore you to health and I will heal you of your wounds, declares the Lord. He's there. He's waiting. I'm going to pray over all of you guys today that are the ones that are on the sidelines, the ones that are watching people um, deal with trauma, the ones that are recognizing these wounds that are recognizing that these people are hurting and it's hurting their relationships or their health or their mental health or, um, anything that you see that isn't of God's goodness. It isn't what he intended for us. I'm going to pray that you will have the right words to say to these people that you will continue to release what you feel to, to, to the Lord. Let him walk you through that as a mom or a sister or a friend or a husband, whatever you are to these people, 
that he will surround you with his love and peace, that he will help walk you through this journey of watching someone who is not experiencing all he has to give. All right, sisters, have a very blessed day and I will see you next week. Thank y'all so much for joining me on this episode of Rise Up Sister podcast. Go now and join my Rise Up Sister Facebook group where you will find a safe community and helpful resources that will support your spiritual, emotional, and physical health as you walk through this important and sometimes messy journey. Rise up, sisters. Until next time, be blessed.